your Bomb Wednesday service podcast. I am Naima Cochran, otherwise known as your senior pastor um, of both Wednesday Sermon and Music Sermon. And as always, I have with me the incomparable, but that's, possibly distracted. That's a really big word. Is that how we're <laughs> doing this on a I holiday felt, week? I felt generous today, take it, because I don't know. I don't know if I got another one coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm sleepy, man. This, Me too, nigga. Like, I... This daylight ooh. savings time is... Let me tell you, I was actually... I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say, like... I just woke like, up from a nap five minutes ago. I haven't I been just, able to take a nap yet. I'm going to try to do it. Well, actually, no, I can't even do it when we get off. I have this one last big story I'm working on that is kicking my ass. It's taking so long. Shout... I don't... I doubt Christine's going to hear this, but shout out to Christine Tapper because I owe her this shit, like, Thursday. Um, but it's just oh, taking a really you long time. A story from Thursday? Right. It's taking so long because I keep This isn't gonna go well. Y'all understand once like the story post. The problem is I keep making it too big and having to trim it back down. Like it's too big. No, I don't, and I have to trim I don't it understand. But anyway, yeah. uh but all that said, I'm almost to the end. I gotta finish that, then I can take a nap. Um, but this time of year I always go into struggle mode and I'm in full struggle, like full struggle. It's all struggle all the time over here. I just want to chill. I don't want to do any more work for the rest of the year. And I'm, 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 that was my plan. My plan as of last year was this year after Thanksgiving, I wasn't doing any more work. I'm not quite there, but I'm not taking on any new work. So that's close-ish, sort of. No, it's not. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, no. a little bit. Love it. No. I'm not. going to claim it as a victory. <laughs> you sound like a Republican right now. <laughs> I want you to claim it as a victory. Um, okay, Melania, go ahead. So, uh, at the time you guys hear this, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Um, Hopefully, your ass would be in the house. In the house. Airport, giving thanks or, for. Or, or a Union house. Station. Man. Going places your ass don't need to be going. And apparently it's been a very busy travel week in the midst of, I mean, which... Eating food y'all need to be eating because we see them plates y'all like to post and the majority of y'all families can't cook worth shit, so... Wow. Just, just stay at you home. You ain't got to bring people's just families into home. it. Um, That was rude of him, y'all. I'm sorry. But I will say, <laughs> like... It's true. Y'all see the plates every year. They look terrible. Some people, I feel like some people make the tape the uh, plates look terrible on purpose because it can't really be like it can't really be that bad. Yes, it really can. You you want to know my greatest Thanksgiving hyster- hysterical moment was like it it was it was Thanksgiving uh, twenty ten. Mm-hmm. And me and my ex at the time were both in grad schools in different cities. And I left Syracuse <laughs> to go to D.C. And we spent Thanksgiving, like, house hopping, right? We went to one of her, her friend's house. And it was a large gathering. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. So we got there last. And so... We was all downstairs. I'll never forget. We were watching Ser- Kevin's Heart Seriously Funny downstairs. And mm-hmm. me and her had watched it like 30 times. So we in the back laughing, kicking, and we had a big plate and we were sharing. And somebody put nuts in the dressing. In the were they white? No, no, we don't. Did do they that. grow up around white people? No. 
It was the weird. Listen, listen. Was it a I, walnut or like a a like um? Look, what I, kind of nut? I am a black person from a black city, Saginaw, Michigan, with with southern roots. And this young woman is from the great state of Tennessee. So we are just like I don't think I've ever heard two, of that. Two black Thanksgiving foods, and we looked at each other and. It was the the funny part of it is we were sitting in a place where everybody could see us mm-hmm. and we had to like find a way to get napkins and spit the food out wow. and like slide it in our hands and then like the dressing went untouched and then find a trash can and flip the plate upside down. Yo, the plate flip on Thanksgiving is the hardest. Like that maneuver. It was hard. And I just remember being starving because after that, we was like, we're not eating nothing else to hear. Could have tried it. Um, Bam. It was the single nastiest thing I've ever had in my life. So the thing is, like, people have to know their station when it comes to what you can prepare for Thanksgiving. Like, you got to do a trial run. You have to know what your capabilities are, right? You can't just be, like, what what's, the, what's that um video that everybody saw their mama like, Thanksgiving is not the time to be trying out new-ass recipes. You're losing recipes. You got you to gotta run that at home first before you put it. You know, you got to do farm team shit before you, before you send it up to the majors. You can't it's just It's not think. even that. It's, it's, yes, that's a part of it. But if you're in relationships, you've got to be honest with your, with your partner and just tell them, this is trash. Don't do this anymore. Don't, don't cook this for anyone that <laughs> I'm related to. And that doesn't to. always work because, you know, people be like, but honey, I just want to make four and you never support no. me when. And I just want to. And you exactly. just be like, all right, just bring your You have to be honest and be like, I'll support they you. Might be, they might be honest and be like, nobody's going to eat it, but go ahead. Right. No, see, see, that's that's how we get here with the nasty plates, and you get nuts in your dressing. No, tell them this is trash. Throw that shit away, or I'm leaving your black ass at the house. Oh lord, we got to put a stop to this kind of shenanigans in 2020. It's never gonna stop because everybody, like people who cook nasty food, it's like people who can't sing but think they can sing. It's people who cook nasty food. It's the same thing, like. Like, for example, if I cook something and it doesn't taste good, I'm aware it doesn't taste good. I'm not going to serve it. But people who cook things that don't taste good and proudly put it out is, like I said, it's like the people who can't sing but think they can sing. Like, there's some there's some disconnect in how their brain is processing whatever's going on. They don't, they don't, they don't take it in the same way we do. I'm convinced of that. It's the only explanation. No, but though, okay, let me ask you this. Those foods that you know you don't cook well, how many people have told you that they're trash? I don't think I've actually ever had or anybody tell me my awareness. But that's the thing. I'm not going to serve you something I don't think is good. Or I'm going to serve you with the disclaimer. I think it had too much salt. I think something's missing. I think I might have overcooked it. Like, I'm going to preface it. I'm going to no, preface it. When before. people do that, people who say that already have a reputation no. that they can cook. They just had an off night. That is different. Right. No, like I can cook. Like, That's like, true. Okay. Michael Jordan only had 10 points tonight, but he's still <laughs> Michael Jordan. Right. Nuts and dressing. <laughs> <laughs> You don't belong in the league. Like, that's not a bad night. So, as I'm saying, no one's ever told you your food was trash, which means that you're generally 
good assuming cook. a yeah. good cook. Right. These are people where people are lying to them. Like you said, people who can sing, people think they're good at sex. No, we got to start <laughs> telling people these things. Your, your, your sex is trash. Your voice is terrible. Your cooking skills are on E. But there's Stop. a way. There's a way to do it, Karen. You don't have we to just, destroy. No, okay. we just got to hurt feelings. That's that's well, how we got here and have the problem we have in 2012. We didn't I, hurt people's feelings. Somebody should have hurt. In, Donald so in some ways, with 17 Republicans running for president. In some ways, You're, that's correct. Uh, before we get too much further down this path, I pass. I do just want to remind everybody that um, as you, y'all all know the drill by now. You're here with us, and we appreciate you for it. But we have a whole week's worth of programming for y'all on the bomb side of the Count the Dings family. On Monday, we have the amazing ladies of Crazy Sexy Cool, and you're going to be with them in two weeks? Kind of three weeks. You're going to be with them in three weeks. Yes. December 14th. Two weeks. I can't do math right now. I don't, um, I don't know Three how weeks. Far away. I don't know how far away. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. December 14th. Um, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? I was like, it's today the 30th. Is it? Okay. So, um, all right. So you're with them on December 14th. Uh, on Tuesday, we have the OG show. On Wednesday, it is us. Hi. On Thursday, you got the Woke Bros with Nando and Wozni. And on Friday, it is growing up the same with my boy Trey. Um, and whatever magical guest he pulls out of the air as he does every single week. And then, of course, on the main Count the Dean Things feed... You also have the wonderment of stuff like um, the Dad Pod and Cinephile. And then on the Patreon, there's extra content. But but what we really want to drive home to you is that if you are listening to this via audio right now, you need to press stop. Go to YouTube. Go to the Count. Yeah, go to the Count the Dings YouTube page. Find Count the Dings YouTube page. All our shows are there. We're not under individual pages. We are all under Count the Dings. So you can find our shows. Our producers are wonderful people, and they post them bright and early in the morning. So every Tuesday, every Wednesday morning, you should be able to find us there. I'm also just going to say that through January, y'all should just be prepared to hear me make some mistakes, mess up some names. (laughs) Because... You're because yo, that end of year shit is not a game. Is but also like I'm my body is my mind is conditioned to start winding down because in the entertainment industry, once you hit Thanksgiving, it's basically the year is basically over, and it's and it's the only time of the year that everybody takes off. So my mind is used to being like, oh, we can kind of start, we can start, we can start downshifting um, at this point in time, and I'll this year especially. Opposite. I'm used to like checking out in the summer when you cover sports. Right. This is the part of the year when everything starts usually. Right. Like this is usually the busiest part of the year is where it's like sometimes it's an argument to take your vacation days to get away from homecoming because October, November, December is when right. October to February to Super Bowl. Mm. No, to April through March Madness. It's like a just complete shit show of everything oh i also want to say even though by the time you guys hear this it won't be anymore um today the 24th when we're taping is my little sister's 35th birthday happy birthday shy oh she's so dope (laughs) yes she is she (laughs) yes happy birthday she's amazing um and i feel like there's oh so before we get the show started i hit you about this earlier um 
David Dinkins, the first black mayor of and only black mayor of New York to date, um, died late last night. He was 93 years old. And I wanted to take a minute to acknowledge him because um, it's especially poignant. I think it would be poignant anyway, but especially right now, because the reason there are mad people who were like, I didn't know anything about him. I barely ever heard his name especially considering he's the first black mayor of New York. And the reason for that is Rudolph Giuliani. Um, Mayor Dinkins immediately preceded Rudy and initially actually ran against Rudy and beat him, which of course incensed Rudy that the, that a black man beat him to become the first black mayor of New York. And but a week ago, he had that black stuff driven, driven down. down right. Side, side so, <clears throat> did we talk about Yusuf Hawkins on the show? We did, right? With Wise? I believe so. So, yes. Right. Yes, yes. So, yes. in the doc, they talked about how that year, all the racial tension, because that was also the year of the Central Park case, really kind of drove um, Dingen's election, right? Um, so, he got elected in November 89. Then in 91, there were three days of riots in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, uh, between the Hasidic Jew community and the black community after a little black boy was hit by a car and killed um, by a Jewish man by accident. But the black people didn't believe it was by accident. So in retaliation, they stabbed a Jewish student. And so then it was like three days back and forth. People set shit on fire, like blowing up cars, madness. It's, it's interesting because the New York Police Department wasn't responding with proper force. I'm not sure why to this day. And even the newspapers were agitating the situation. Um, there's been so many people have chronicled it later. And somebody wait, wait, wait. You said a police department wasn't responding to something correctly. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. <laughs> but let me get there. Uh, the apparently they how can I put it? So. Mayor Dinkins, and maybe this was the point, Mayor Dinkins ended up, there was an internal investigation with the city. Mayor Dinkins ended up being found at fault for the severity of the riots. But the fault they said he had was that he trusted the police department's reports instead of listening to the news reports about how bad it was. Like, I've never heard of anything like that. So that's how, like I said, up to me. But Rudy was telling people, like, no, it's on purpose because he wants the Jewish community to be hurt and he doesn't care about y'all and he's a black nationalist. So he was sowing seeds. Then in 92, so this is 91. Then in 92, so imagine this. 89, you got riots. 91, you got riots. 92, there was three days of riots up here by my house, actually right up by my house after uh, in Washington Heights after a cop shot um, a 23-year-old Dominican kid. And over those three days, like, other people got killed, other people got injured, and the police department was asking um, Dinkins if they could have, like, you know, a higher grade of, like, you know, like, military-grade um, weapons and stuff to bring in, and he said no. Because, mm. because this was the 90s before every police department had that shit, just sitting around. And not only that... He paid for the funeral of the kid that the cop shot. So obviously the NYPD took that as like a traitor move. And about a, not quite a month later, Giuliani led 10,000 off-duty police officers to protest at City Hall. 
And it started as a peaceful protest, but then they were breaking barricades. They were storming the doors. They were harassing city count, all the black city council members. Um, there were 350 clothed, you know, uniformed police on duty on site. They did nothing. They blocked the Brooklyn bridge. They were hurt, like, they would like, you know, terrorizing people really. And Giuliani was in the middle with a bullhorn, you know, they was calling people all kinds of niggas and whatnot. And it was to the point where, you know, obviously Dinkins condemned him for it. Giuliani's own, own campaign team, cause he was running again for the 93 election. Giuliani's own team was like, you need to condemn this. You need to, you know, distance yourself from it because you look culpable. You like the ringleader. And he asked for the report to be destroyed. He was like, just destroy the shit. But he won the election. It was close. But in part of support of the of the PBA and the NYPD, Giuliani won the election. And, and, and once he won, took credit for mad shit that, like, all that safe New York, safe streets, you know, bringing New York's prosperity back, all that shit that he takes credit for, that was stuff that Dinkins had started working on that just happened to click into place. You know, you you sow some seeds, they 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 blossom three years later or two years later. He just happened to be in place for it. But um Dinkins legacy So you're saying like Trump's running Giuliani's playbook to the T. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like okay. and, and I'm also saying that literally the the backlash to electing our first black mayor in the midst of racial conflict protests actually speaking up and being vocal. Oh, the other thing was Giuliani was about to form a, this is what, this is actually why they protested. Giuliani was about to form a, um, a citizens, um, a citizens, um, complaint council for the NYPD, uh, to actually, you know, check on complaints, reports, respond to them for there to be some oversight. And that's actually why they, they protested. So he was even about to try to take on the NYPD in terms of police reform and, you know, can't have that. NYP can't, NYPD can't have that. But that's the kind of energy that Rudy brought into office, which is why we, we already didn't fuck with him. But the sad thing is, much like Trump and Obama, even though Trump wasn't able to execute it successfully, you know, Rudy took claim for all kind of shit that um, Dinkins did. And Dinkins, similar to Obama, doesn't necessarily need to stomp up and down and stick his chest out and, you know, all of that type of stuff. And... He, you know, he's a, he's a old, he's as powerful in New York on the black side as Giuliani has ever been and, and well-known on the white side. So he didn't necessarily need to be like, I did this and I did that. He's still been always beloved, but I just feel like he didn't, he doesn't get his due in the, you know, in the canon when we talk about New York mayors and leadership, because he was, he was, he was much better than he got credit for. Like for a long time, people considered him like a failed mayor and he wasn't at all. He just had crazy forces working against him and he wasn't in office long enough for people to actually see the fruit of his labor happen under him, you know? So no, you mean like a Republican Senate against him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So shout out. So shout we, out to this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to uh Mayor David Dinkins and also his his wife died like a month ago. So he was probably just ready to get get getting but I am thankful that he was alive long enough to see, I hope, and be aware of the fact that Rudy and Trump had to finally acquiesce and Trump allowed permission for the transition to move forward. I hope. I mean, it I was hope. 
It was going to happen. It was going <laughs> to happen. But what's interesting, but also not interesting or surprising, was that what finally, allegedly, what finally convinced him was a bunch of Fortune 500 bosses calling him, like, you about to fuck the stock market up. We need you to go ahead and make that happen. And sure enough, the market jumped today. Mm. So, interesting. Um, you, kind sir, want to talk about Versus. Oh, actually, let me not say that. I'm gonna. We should talk about versus, but I'm gonna let you lead the conversation about versus. It was, in my opinion, and I am totally biased. Tell the people. Tell the people the background. You know, act like they don't know. I am. It was. It was the best versus ever to me. And if it was not to you, I feel bad for you. Because Why was it the best verses for you? I'm getting it. If it wasn't to you, it's because you missed out on one of the golden two, three, four-year runs of Atlanta history. Um, and that was why, if you know people who went to school in the A at that time, who were down there or from there were so excited for this versus because the look that beef <laughs> I don't think beef's the right word or no no let me get this right beef is the right word because I think but like actual times, beef yeah, yeah. And that that was an actual beef we overuse beef and that no that beef was real to when there was a reason why we all went nuts when they did so icy before because in my recollection that song has never been performed publicly no they haven't and, and if it has it's been in some small club and like a well a, they a haven't together day. i think i think jeezy has but, not yeah, together but to, I, mean, I mean together no 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 they haven't um so but the backstory is that like look that that I know, and it's been talked about. Breakfast Club, Hot Nine Seven. G's been doing interviews. People have been writing about it. Um, but yeah, like uh, there, there's one story that says that you know Jeezy put put the hit out on Gucci Shane. There's another group that was like that was an allegation. Jeezy knew nothing about it. It was somebody from his camp who did. But either way, one of Jeezy's homeboys ran up in Gucci's spot and steal the chain, and Gucci defended himself. And that man is no longer with us. Um, that's why you kept hearing the diss tracks and Gucci was like, you said somebody else with me. Um, I put him in the ground too. Yeah, and told once, him once he said, once he said, I'll put him in the ground too. And then once he said, we smoking on whatever his ashes, whatever, that's when I had yeah. to kind of turn my volume down. Cause I was like, my nerves are bad here. Here's the thing. Right. Um, and I, and I got my arms crossed like the old black church woman I am. Yeah, so y'all so, doing a rock, so y'all y'all know that I am forty four. I have been I have been having to run from the hip hop police with body Bobby Schmurder. I have been having to hide behind Puff's bodyguards at various times. I done been at, you know, places where, you know, the gun came out, I had to duck. I have had to sneak my own boyfriend's gun into the club before because I could go around security. Like, I've been in these things. It's not entertaining to me at this stage of my life. So I really was like... Your soul is weary. <laughs> my soul is weary. 
I'm too old. Like it really is like, like I'm like Danny Glover. Like I'm too old for this shit, right? And it, and that's how I felt. That's how that's how I felt watching it. So at a certain point, I realized that I was getting too anxious. And it wasn't necessarily Jeezy and Gucci that were making me anxious. It's it was the niggas on the you side can't. of Gucci's stage. In the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. were making me nervous, right? And the fact right, that zone, zone six was in there. I could see zone them putting a battery in Gucci's back, and I could tell that Jeezy was trying not to react and not to respond. But it felt like every once in a while he kind of had to turn around and give it a woo or whatever. But I just even even them throwing shots at each other was uncomfortable for me, right? Because and I think part of it is because the like you and I talked about briefly. The nature of versus, and you know, Tim and Swiss, they always do their postmortem, and Swiss was like, this was beautiful, this was gross, but they had to go through all the shots and everything to get to that point at the end, and this is to get the Jeezy speech, whatever the fuck. It's just not, it's not comfortable to me when it's real. Nothing about that is comfortable for me to watch. When it's light and it's just shady, like, all right, little key, little ha-ha, little whatever, or, or if it's real, but it's real shade, not real, like, if we was in a different place, like it's gonna go down a different way, type, right? Like the like babyface was legit sh- shading Teddy Riley, but on some yeah. big brother shade, but it was really like you're doing too much shade. Yeah. It's but like it's kind of how the dream and Sean Garrett that was not comfortable. It was not entertaining to watch. It was it was I I get I get um third hand anxiety more as I'm getting older. Like when I'm watching something that's happening between two other people and I'm not even there and it looks like it's about to get tight. I I can't, I got to look away. Cause I'd be like, I don't, I can't do it. So, and, see, and that was the part I, I was trying to tell people. Cause I was like, look, and you were saying the thing about, you kept saying Tim and Swiss, they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't do this. No, this you is said why. people were going to die. I said, they're not going to, they're no, not going to no, do no, it. Oh, if listen, these boys going to, if these boys going to fight. I was, uh, Hundred percent prepared, right? For the chop of the spray, right? I said and they were not going to let it, that happen. Times it felt like that's what it was about to go, and so when you was like Tim and Swim said this, and then like it took all of this. No, I, I don't think Tim and Swiss knew exactly until that night, and they were just kind of like, "Oh, why do you think Tim and Swiss didn't know?" Do because. You know- like, do you know who Swizz is people? Swizz is a street nigga. Like, his family has... I'm saying Tim and Swizz didn't understand the life. I don't yeah. think they thoroughly understood how real that beat but is. Why... Between but, those two and but two why that night. were they not? Because that was a very regional inside 285 beef for so long. Like, you gotta remember, when they both hit, like, Rap was still regional at that time. Now, as they I, blown I mean, up, they no, got rap bigger, was, rap they was starting to grow. The, but they, at the time when they hit, Swizz and Tim were both. Tim was literally doing Southern bounce, like you know what I mean. So it's not like they weren't ever in Atlanta. Swizz has been in Atlanta a, a lot. Difference and GT is a Def Jam artist. He Atlanta, leaves Atlanta in in Atlanta. I like, know, but also, Karen, so, do you know how small the music industry is? Like, it's not. I'm just that's and this is the conversation that you and I were having. Like I was just kind of like the industry, the music industry is small. It's not even like in the journalism industry where it's like it's not like any other business industry. When if you are respected and you keep your ear to the ground and you move around, which Tim and Swizz both do, I I think it's naive to assume that they didn't know all the backstory to 
what happened and how and to whom and to whatever. And if they hadn't, that nobody called them like, yo, big homie, you need to know. Oh, they blah, said blah, they blah. got multiple calls. That the night of to stop it. I mean, that to assume they didn't know coming in. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like they knew and they took the risk. But I also feel like they may may now be moving more into uh, we we did shit for the culture. Now we're gonna do shit for the culture in a little in a different way. All in a, I know, in a safer way. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, like, I don't think they would have done Gucci and Jeezy over the summer. I don't think that matchup would have happened because it it still to me runs very counter to everything they say versus is supposed to be. You know, like it's supposed to be a celebration. We're supposed to be showing love. We're supposed to be doing this, that, and other thing. Um, but I understand it was important to Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta took Clubhouse over that night. Like there was one room that had uh, with Savage and his team had like over a thousand people in it. And I was like, I gotta go. Um, but Atlanta was so happy. Like Atlanta was so happy. Like they yes. used to have viewing parties. It was the Atlanta yes. Super Bowl. It was I had a, I, I, I like that going. for them. Yeah, I like I like that for Atlanta. That was a good moment for Atlanta. Atlanta needed that. That was cool. I had a I had a lot of drinks. Mm. I had a fifteen piece extra well done extra long pepper <laughs> wing set. Um, I had a Zoom going. I had two. I had it on a, a computer screen and a TV. Like I had a great night. It mm. was junior year, senior year, and two years post undergrad for me. Right. Right. Um, even. Shout out to DJ Holiday who had the pre-show rolling, and right. I had people texting me like, "Who was the DJ?" And I was just like, "Oh, this is just a regular night for DJ Holiday. Like, right. <laughs> this right. is what he does." Uh, but yes, it because even the animosity and attention in the air, I was like, "Yeah, this feels like old Atlanta. Like, this is how mm. the club used to feel. This feels like Central Station." And that's why <laughs> um, I don't go to the club no more. That's um, what I enjoy so much. I was yeah. like, yeah, somebody probably gonna get stumped out. I don't miss and, them. I don't miss them streets. And this, this, this is, this is, yeah, this is old Atlanta. This I don't, is mi- I don't miss that. I don't miss that. Let me make sure I know my purses and let me make sure I have eyes on all my girls in case we got to head for the exit. I don't miss them days. I don't have the stamina for them days no more. Um, but the, but you know, the, the funny thing for me is that like, I grew up in that. So like, so did I. Not learning the other side was the, the transition for me. Mm-hmm. What other like, side? What oh, mean? like I remember like getting to college, like sophomore, junior, senior years mm-hmm. when there was the dress up parties and you wore suits and everything and like everything was safe. And I oh, remember you know, that Most transition. of our college parties ended with somebody that like, I've told people this before in the South. Well, you are talking about the South, but for me in the South, I've had more parties in getting shot up in the South than I have like in the South in college, more parties got shot up to end them than the my entire life in New York. Like that was how you knew the club was over. You heard some shots ring out, you duck, you run. Mm-hmm. There's everybody running. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what happened. You just running. Um, and there was a set of brothers in my hometown that used to come to the little teen night and shoot up the parking lot like once a month. Like you just knew it was gonna yeah. happen. They weren't gonna shoot anybody. They were just gonna yeah, come in the air, shoot up the parking lot. So you knew that was gonna happen. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't have. I, yeah, that, that was like every high school. Yeah, every part in high school. Yeah, every school. I'm one. I'm I'm good on that life. Um, I need I need something jubilant. I want to dance. I want to be able to talk shit. I want to be able to rap long. 
I'm gonna be able to do all of that. I didn't, and now that, that's fine because this versus wasn't for me, and I knew that. I fuck with Gucci as a person. I don't really dig Gucci. I'm not that deep in, with Gucci as an artist, and like Jeezy's all right, but I'm not even really that into. Like he, all right. I'm not seeking out any Jeezy music to listen to it. So I was watching it for the culture, so I could be part of the conversation. Um, but speaking of squashing beef, did you watch the Fresh <laughs> Prince reunion? I cried like four times. I know. It was so good. I hadn't cried that much since Best Man Holiday. <laughs> and I cried like 30 times. And right. That Best Man Holiday is so good it's so that good, I yeah. haven't watched the full movie since. since. Like, I have seen pieces on like BET. But you can't even holiday. put yourself through it. But like the whole movie, like the not not the TV version, the like real version, yeah. I cannot watch because the first time I saw it in theaters, I swear to you, mm-hmm. the entire last hour of that movie, I was I never forget. I went like on a Sunday at like four o'clock after church. It was like four people in there. Mm-hmm. In the last sixty minutes, I had my hood on because I was like this. You're crying yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it wasn't streams. I was actually right. Yeah, I think I, I think that happened with me too. Like literally hitching your voice, like like yeah, you got a like a sob, like an actual sob. Did me in that Fresh Prince series, bruh. Like the here's first the thing though, I, I, I was just about to say that, and you oh know what it is? God. I um, I was telling somebody it wasn't so much my nostalgia for the show as it was watching them and how emotional they were, right? And then, like, it later... It was that nostalgia for the yeah. show for me. Like, it was everything. And then later, when they showed that last episode again, James Avery was crying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he had, like, the ugly face. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. But... When they huddled up at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah. And then I told... They brought out baby Nikki? I, I listen, I lost it. When, when he Nikki first walked in, I was like, who this... Harbo, who this nigga? And I was like, oh, that's baby Nikki. They never say it. I don't know that child's name to this day. But I was also like, why your voice so deep? Like, guys, you shouldn't even be here grown. I don't even... Why your wave so tight? Like, it's I was, just... I was, I was <laughs> so happy to see baby Nikki. So happy. They, they really told him to just do, like, a quick walkthrough, which was fine. Um, we didn't necessarily need to know what he was doing with his life or anything like that, which is cool. But, okay... The Janet, the Janet Will conversation. Here's here's my thing about Janet and Will. Twitter people who were not old enough to watch New Jack Swing in real time. I mean, New Jack Swing, um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I told y'all, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, real time, have turned. They've listened too much to what Janet has said about Janet and Will. Yes, because when people think about Will Smith, even back then. They're thinking about him in terms of the Will Smith he is now. Will Smith was not the boss of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Quincy D. Jones and and Benny Medina were the bosses of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, as was whomever the showrunner was. I think it was um, Sis who later created the Steve Harvey show. Um, uh, Her name is something Harvey. I can't remember her her first name. But... um, and also, what else? She created two other shows that are escaping me right now, two other UPN shows. But, um, it, shout out to the UPN. Shout out to the UPN. But I think what happened, I think what happened was a couple things. I think that one, Janet was absolutely difficult to work with, but difficult in a way that 
actors who think they're superior to everybody else on set is difficult because Janet comes from stage. Stage people tend to kind of look down on TV people. And then I remember an interview with her a long time ago. And she was like, she saw about coming from the stage and she mm -hmm. was like, y'all going to pay me to do this little TV show for this many nights a week. That's right. it. Exactly. And she was just like, yeah. Of and she said at one point, you know, her attitude was kind of like, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years and here comes this kid. Cause you know, Will had no acting experience. Nope. He had no, and he gets a, he gets the title role of a TV show on the number, on the number one network, a primetime TV show on a major. Are you kidding me? So I think, so people, you know, people be like, we can't pay and her. he had a very long leash. <laughs> right. And so people be like, you can't paint her as an angry black woman. It's like, there's the angry black woman, but there's also like senior act senior talent, younger talent in, in the in the dynamic between that. And I think oh. that was there. And I think that in it's her... It's like working somewhere and you get a new boss that's younger than you. Right. A lot younger than you. Right. And, and you'd they're be like, trying to tell you what to do and, be like, and you know they don't know what the hell they doing. Exactly. So I think that in her... Eagerness, because I can just see this all in her energy all the time. I think that in her eagerness to prove and to remind Will that she was the better actor, the classically trained actor, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and also probably to win, because she and James Avery and um, the guy who plays Jeffrey, they all come from stage. So also, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get keep James Avery's approval, et cetera, I think she was probably being really annoying. And that translated for like a Will and a Carl and, and an Alfonso to being difficult. But I also am pretty sure that it wasn't them running around Hollywood saying she was difficult. It was the actual people who were behind the scenes on the show saying she was difficult, right? So I think that's it. Because I've only ever heard Will say something about her on record once. And it was in 93. And he said, I know, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I know she's going to drag me because she wanted it to be Aunt Viv of Bel Air. Like, that's what she wanted the show to be, right? So, that's one. Two. But I also, wait, to add to that, mm -hmm. um, historically, we know this is a fact. I know you know this. Anytime black women speak up, they quickly get labeled as difficult. Right. If, if they ask for anything. But that's that the thing. Here's the thing, though. Yes. And, Even if they are being different. Right, that's what I was going to say. If, yes, if, and... If they some, are, sometimes they are, and sometimes they're just asking... Sometimes they're just asking. For, the, for fairness. So here's the other thing. Um, I think that Will has... I think that because she probably legally couldn't call out Benny and Quincy and the showrunners, she, she's been targeting Will. The easiest target. The easiest target. And I think that over the years, has, as his career has blown up, he's become a real target. Like, out of resentment, right? Um, misplaced or otherwise. But I think that Will has carried an unfair amount of the blame for what happened to her because she didn't say he got her fired, right? Her pregnancy broke, the, broke her contract. And what I heard her say in another interview is that when she got the bad deal that she was talking about in the reunion, she asked Will, she was like, aren't you going to fight for me? Because if you put your foot down, then yeah, they'll give me a better deal. And he was kind of like, why would I do nah. that? Why would I do that? And and I can't, I actually, if I was 21 and we were on the third season of my shit and I'm feeling myself and we got to rewrite the whole fucking season 
because you and got pregnant. A, and, and add a new character. Add a new character. Change every goddamn thing to center around you. You got to go because this is my show. Like, that would, that would be me, too. I can't even be... I can't even really... I would be the same, right? So I, but I, so I think that Will did that in part because he knew the fans needed it because him and Jada's brand is this like, we're going to put everything on the table and kumbaya it out and talk about our feelings. But I feel like you could even tell from the dynamics, this was more Will saying, you need this, I'm going to let you, like, yeah, you I'm have you the could. floor. Do, do what you got to do. Because I don't think he needed closure at all. I think he realized he, that she needed a space to... No, I... I don't think he I think she needed, needed the, closure, to talk to but... him. I think he knew she needed to talk to him directly. And I think he wanted to put it down. He want like, I think this was the kindest version of, I really don't want to hear my name in your mouth no more ever again for any reason. So like, what, there, what's your there, take? There's also the, uh, like, the reason why Will Smith is Will Smith is because he has something that, Despite the one thing we have to remind people about, which is like how actually good he is at rapping, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or like how some people would say he's soft, and I'm just like, he's from West Philly. Right. What do you mean? Um, is that Will's white people love Will Smith? Correct. And Will Smith is really, really good with white people. Yes. But like black people love Will Smith because we know that like Will Smith is still a nigga. He is a now, nigga with a hearty heart. We might not understand as is all his the wife. That he does right. And and the decisions and all of the stuff, but we just like not at the end of the day because Will Smith will give you movie roles like every five to seven years to remind y'all like I ain't went nowhere. Like mm. that's why like. Let's just be honest. Black people's favorite Will Smith character is Mike Lowry yes. because he's a nigga. Like that's actually Will Smith. Yes, correct. If, if, if any role he's ever played, like, nah, that's 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 day to day Will, right? Right, there. right. That's why, like, we love Mike Lowry so much. Um, and it's like, yeah, you might go off and do Wild Wild West and all that, fam. Mm-hmm. But like, at some point, like, he always come back home. Right. Or do something to remind you and it, on his little YouTube little series or whatever he's doing. Like, yeah, no, but like he's that's so still... good at he's so good yeah. at digital content. Oh my God. It's almost like scary how good he is at but anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. But yeah, and but when you're that and we've never actually seen something like that, unless you go back like generations and generations to think mm-hmm. of like an artist or an actor or musician. I'm and you're loved by generally everybody. It, it has to be like a has to be like a, a Harry Belafonte or something. I would think. Yeah, yeah. But it, it probably bothers you that, but Harry Belafonte pissed on white people off. And what's the movie when he drank from the same same cup as the white woman that made everybody mad? Um, I can't remember the name right now because I'm sleepy. But. I am. Having someone that's been throwing shots at you the way mm. she has thrown shots, right? Like the, the level of disrespect and, and, and disgust she got to was like Gucci Yo, level. Yo, she blamed Jeezy. him. She blamed him for her son's death in like 2008. That's she crazy. Said Alfonso was Alfonso was a tampon up his ass. So like, which is why, so- please note that Alfonso was when she walked in when she walked onto that soundstage. It was Alfonso was not there. They weren't there that day. He he wasn't there that day. So I don't I, I'm believe, happy they cleared I that I don't up. believe that. 
because but I don't. He said he had to leave. I know. He said he had to leave early because they were all in the same gear. He said he had to leave no, early. They, were in, they they said they filmed on two different days. And if oh, yeah. you watch the interview process, mm. you can tell that they did because, you know, when they did their one-on-ones in the yeah. chair, yeah. Will's appearance is different in two days because I, I noticed this. I was like, why he ain't got no haircut? Mm. But when they doing the rest, he you got, got a haircut. haircut. And it's like everybody else just wore the same thing. But do you days. still not think that Alfonso was like, I'm not going to be here on the day that bitch is here? Like, he, that was intentional. Come on no. now. Like, I don't he think does it was. Not, like, I don't, he does I don't not fuck with her. I don't think that grown man is, like, scared of her. Like, I, I don't know. Don't I don't think he's scared that. of her. I think he does not fuck with her. Like, he has said something about her recently. I think Alfonso does not fuck with her. And he wasn't going to pretend just for the sake of the cameras. That's my I, thought. I listen. Could that have happened? Yes. Because it's because Will's brand. Because I don't think Will's brand would. has to be like the open, chill shit. Because the only person she targeted as close to as much as Will was Alfonso. She talked Alfonso. about Alfonso as much, and like Will's brand is to be like, not sure that we're gonna put this water under the bridge, whatever, whatever. Out, out. There's no reason for Alfonso to need to do that. He could give, yeah, but he could give her his ass kiss for the rest of their lives. He, why would he? Why would he not? But if. Alfonso was a Dominican man. from the Bronx. That that motherfucker is like, you kiss my ass, trust me. I believe if, in my heart. <laughs> but if my man's is in control of all this, and we know how tight like Alfonso and Will are. He, which is why he, he said I'm not going to be there. And he is running what's edited and what's which edited Which is why out. Alfonso like, said, edit me out. I'm not going to be there. How? He could not have been easily edited out if he was in the room. But but the way they did cut it was so not to draw attention to the fact that he wasn't in the room. Yeah, right? but, yeah. but he also was like, look, they, I had to take my picture letter later and they edit me in the picture right. for the promo because he was like, I wasn't there. So it was like, if y'all can do all this, y'all could have just edited them out if they had like a tense moment on set. So mm-hmm. I was just like... I think he was just like, I'm not going to be there. That's my thought. Because that would have been what I would have done. I would have been like, I'm just not going to be there that day. Y'all let, how many scenes y'all, what else y'all need me to do? Okay, I'll do that on pickup. I'm not going, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to front, because like, that's my thing, right? She has talked so much shit. And then when she saw Will, the energy was not, it was not that same energy. So my thing would be, yes, I know the, the purpose of this is to smooth it out, but her and Will had a, off-camera moment just the two of them you have mm-hmm. also you ain't talked about nobody else on his set personally except my black ass mm-hmm. if we gonna talk it ain't gonna be no i'm i'm gonna hug you first because we in front of the cameras like nah we need to have that side talk first too so i'm gonna just wait until i can do that shit there i'm not saying he's wrong for it that's my belief because that's what that's where my spirit would have been at i would have might tell her i said hello and I'm gonna see y'all uh, when we get what together. I, for what I did appreciate was because I'm always the same energy of like if you had all that smoke in these comments, bring that same energy when but I catch you. We can work through it, but like you need to start where you were. Like that's where I yeah. But if you remember like how it opened and her sitting there, and he, <clears throat> he walked up the steps to right. her, like you instantly saw the regret. On her face. Right, because she it, was like, like... switch went off. She realized she was, that she had been like, making too yeah, much of like, it. She thought she'd been doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it hit her. And it was just like... I read something 
and they and they made a really good point about this. And they were like, look, they weren't exalving Will or what Will may or may not have done or what anyone else may have not have done, I said about her over the years. But they were like, look, no one knew about the abuses, and we're not saying that you didn't have reason to act or do what you did, given what you were going through. Right. But they were like, since then, <laughs> don't act like there hasn't been things that you have personally done <laughs> that has caused you not to get some work. Right, As, because she is also... It's just been too talented. It's just been too much. Just you can't tell me... Like and, and I believe I also believe that people are too quick to... Um, believe a, a a story about being blackballed because the thing about Janet is that Janet had not had any large roles previous to, to Fresh Prince mm-hmm. and not only that but like James had some guest roles after he had one other really briefly lived sitcom after which was him Terrence Howard and Morris Chestnut Sparks. and Vivi had Sparks no, uh, no, with the no, law no, firm it was Terrence, it was Terrence Howard, Howard and who else? And Miguel A. Nunez Miguel and, Robin Nunez Gibbons. and Robin Gibbons um, so he had Sparks for like a hot second Alfonso was on Alfonso was on in the house for like a hot second. Two and, seasons. No, three seasons. And Tatiana, you know, she had like her little her little music career thing, but none of them the really outside. just none of them really just sustained the career post Fresh Prince. Did two movies. Okay. Fine. Aaron Parsons did two Major Pain and uh Oh, she was a major pain. I forgot about that. And uh Class Act. I forgot about that. You know, you were absolutely right. I totally forgot about that. But I say that to say that um, Janet also sued her insurance company. Because I looked all this. I was like, let me see just how much she's been wilding. Janet sued her insurance company at some point in the 2000s. because, And she sued them saying, because there was some kind of treatment she wanted. I guess she had been having like chronic pain or some kind of unidentifiable like some tremors, some paint, some whatever. But whatever it was, I guess she was asking for um, something that was Eastern and not Western that wasn't being covered by her insurance. And they were denying it, so she sued her insurance company. And when she sued them, she said that whatever this uh, chronic pain she was having, ailment that she was having, was the reason she hadn't worked in like a decade. So I was like, is it Will or is you sick? Is it Ujiwali or is it one? Like, is it because you're difficult or is it because you're sick? Which one? And listen, she may. Listen, her husband left her while her baby was young and she lost her job and there was a lot going on. Mama might have needed some therapy. That is you know a possibility what it made me remember too. remember the most though? Wow. As they were just showing, the, when they got to her part and they were showing that all the like best of um viv clips mm-hmm. i was like damn i forgot how bad <laughs> um viv was it was like it wasn't like I, she wasn't bad but right. i was just like i forgot she was that bad right well like, also the cuz they changed they changed the character yeah they totally changed like, the character mm-hmm. when they recast it because i i and i believe that was a will move like you're not going to give anybody else on this show except for james or Alfonso the opportunity to upstage me again because uh, that was part of the problem that Janet took up too much space in the role. And so now she now now Viv has a kid, so she doesn't have the career, right? Now um the the boys are moving into the pool house and so they have the campus set and the pool house set so there's not as much going on in the main house and uh, Aunt Viv becomes this ancillary character. Um but the but the thing I do want behind Phil 
But what I do want to say, and we can probably end on this note because I think we're kind of coming up on time. What y'all niggas is not going to do, y'all are not going to keep disrespecting Daphne Maxwell Reed. You are not going to keep disrespecting Daphne Maxwell Reed. That is what you are not going This shit ain't got nothing to do with her. She was not part of it. She has now told y'all Negroes that she was actually asked to audition from the door and she declined. So she didn't even meet her. <laughs> like, I don't know. Met. Somebody said to me, I can't believe they never met. She should have She should have reached out to her. Reached out for what? Like, it's a job. For what? Reached yeah. out to them what? Extend the olive branch. I was like, it's not her olive branch to extend. Extend, like, what? What do y'all think this is? She gonna call her and say what? Like, she also, say, this is what other people. No, 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 this she is ain't what, raising her kids who, for real. Like, what the fuck? Who had who had the bigger career at that point? Daphne Maxwell, motherfucker. And that's what motherfuckers don't understand. The nor the number of people because I posted a picture of her and Tamri who were like, I didn't know she was married to Ray for sister sister, and that's why you yeah. need to not. They talk. Have, they have a media empire. Exactly, stay in a child's place. That was rude. That was rude. I shouldn't say that. But no, it wasn't. You no, it wasn't. Need to not talk. Like. Cause we not we not gonna play Daphne Maxwell Reed. I refuse. We also not gonna play that like people act like she was a bad. Um, no, she was like really really good. They um, changed the people character. People just like to compare them, right? And I'm like, that wasn't the role for her right. to play. They completely changed the character, um, and and it just she was not going to be the same. It's not that even people made it seem like. She didn't play the role as well, and I'm like, it was a different role. It was different. Role, it was like, written yeah. differently. She the role she was put for in different Daphne positions. Maxwell Reed was not to be some lawyer, professor, black right. activist, dancer. Right, like, that right. Was that was not, not her role. That was not her role at all. She was she was a loving mama to little to a little nigga who was running around because Janet Huber's ass got broken. And not, I mean, I'm not throwing shots at Janet Huber. I'm just saying, I think it is important. And it's not even so much about caping for Will, but I think that, like, we are all really quick to latch on to whatever narrative paints the other person in the worst light possible. And I recognize I had a little bit of back and forth with somebody about this because when I was saying that I don't appreciate how Daphne Reed has been shaded in the, in the process. And I was like, and this isn't even for me about colorism. I understand we need to have conversations about colorism in, 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 in television, especially even in the 90s. But this is not the show to make the example. So the woman has said she was asked to audition from the door. So you can't she say said it was a rapper. So they she intention- it down. Yeah, you can't say they intentionally went and cast a light skinned person. You can't say that because they just called back a person they were originally interested in. And like this is just it just wasn't about her. It wasn't about her. But the fans, even the fact that it's light skinned Viv and dark skinned you know, light skin out bid versus dark skin out bid instead of like the first versus the second or instead of like whatever. The fans have turned it into this like, or like I've heard people say that, you know, Daphne's Aunt Viv is softer because she likes skin. And it's like, no, they, they wrote the character differently. Here's the thing I'd like to re- remind people about when anybody talks about colorism with that show. Mm-hmm. People don't realize three of their four kids were dark skin. Right. Will was not their child. Right. <laughs> Carlton, Ashley, and Nikki were chocolate. <laughs> Hillary was the only one that looked like Uncle Phil. Right. And then looked like second and then. So, it, like, it made sense with the casting. And, like, you had a majority dark-skinned family. like, right. it, Or they were, like, split half and half. You throw in Jeffrey and Jazz. I actually said that. Like, to yeah. me, the kids look more like they belong to Phil and um, 
Daphne Maxwell Reed than they look like they belong to Philip, but whatever. Yeah, but it's like, I don't, and I get it. I'm just like, you can't just arbitrarily decide that this is the example for colorism. Like, you can talk about two actresses who both kept their jobs and look at how they changed, how they treated Tashina Arnold as Pam versus Tisha Campbell Martin as Gina. You can put them two together to talk about colorism if you want to. You know, the sassy versus the sweet, like that type of shit. So it's just, I just want people to. I just want actually, people if it, if it, to add into that comment. Yes. Gina was the only one in the entire series that was about to fight somebody when she was about to fight Martin's old teacher. True. Um, true. That's true. Miss Trinidad. That's true. That is true. That is and true. And ain't fight nobody except the rat because that ain't no damn. Chilla gives out. All right, guys. Um, on the note, Karn, anything else you have to say to the people? Yeah, don't post that nasty ass food this this week. Okay. Those are my words. And tell That's people their food nasty. Tell them. I feel Make like the world I, a feel better like, place. I feel like Sean did something that got on my nerves. But I can't remember. Oh. We'll talk about this next week. Yo, y'all Bernie bros and the way y'all seem to think y'all are experts in cabinet picks. Oh, they think he gonna get a job. <laughs> no, but like the 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 way in which they are picking over every whatever we'll get into it next week because it's gonna get it's gonna make me mad if I get into it. Like about how the Bernie Bros or have questions or or mm-hmm. shots for anybody that could be a possible uh, cabinet position when for the last four years we didn't even have a full cabinet. I'm saying uh, that, and that was my point. That some people like he's putting people in place right now because the cabinet is gutted. Like departments need to be completely rebuilt. Steve Buttigieg is not going to rebuild an entire department. Like, he's not the person. And and not to mention, we can't pull anybody... He can't pull anybody from the Senate, and he can't afford, afford to pull a whole hell of a lot of people from the House. And he already pulled Rich, Cal, uh, Calvin Richmond. Is that his name? Calvin Richmond? Richmond, whatever his... I know his last name. Said, said Richmond. Said Richmond from Louisiana um, to be chief of his uh, public outreach, public engagement, something like that. But, um, yeah, I just, I think that there's so much going on right now with King, especially I found it very curious that he has this new organization, him and Lee, that's, um, Stacy to hold, <laughs> that's to hold Biden accountable. They, they, they're doing some ice cube shit. They have policy recommendations that they want him to, to take on. Uh, that they want to be able to give to him and, and they want him to give him an audience. But I'm like, meanwhile, your Morehouse brother... I'm like, meanwhile, your Morehouse brother is running for a seat that could actually help us make a difference because we could get Mitch McConnell up out of fucking Senate as Senate Majority Leader. And I didn't see him post not one thing about Raphael Warnock, but you posting about your shit holding Biden accountable to do something every day. So I'm wondering what that is about, aside from jealousy, since I do think that King has an MLK complex and he's probably jealous that his Morehouse brother is the senior pastor Ebenezer. But that's a whole nother conversation. Um, Yeah. Stop giving that white man y'all money. Stop giving that white man your money. Uh, or your attention at all, actually. Just fuck it. Wow. Your follows, your clicks, your page views. 
Um, <laughs> Your email address. <laughs> oh, also, I have a challenge for everybody. I have posted this on my Twitter account. I think it's interesting. As we've talked about this year, um, I think that most of us are sorely lacking in even a really, in anything beyond the most basic knowledge, and some of us not even that, of civics and how our government structure actually works. And you can go on to the Department of Gov and um, look at the citizenship. There have been there have been studies that have shown that most natural-born U.S. citizens will not pass the the civics part of the test for U.S. citizenship. So you can download it. It's 128 questions, or you can take a sample test that gives you questions 20 at a time, and you can keep refreshing the twist the test. I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting exercise. Um, this is for all the people through. who didn't get an A in uh, Miss Portis's 11th grade uh, politics class at Bridgeport High School. I'll be like honest, my we so we had they split government and economics in between semesters, and I think we only had to take it one year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and one of our coaches, you know how like maybe not your school, but my school, you have every sport coach had to teach like two classes or something like that. And they would just be the no. most, they <laughs> would just, just be the most uninvolved. Like you could tell they were just like, what's the lesson plan say? I'm a teacher. Like there was no, like it wasn't a, it wasn't a subject that they cared about or that they chose or that they gave a fuck about or that they even knew anything about, which, and, it, and that was almost always, and that was almost always the case with um, whoever was teaching history or government economics, almost always, unfortunately. Right. Wait, I take that back. Our basketball coaches were not teachers. Okay. Now, some of the other ones, they might have worked at the school. Who was? Nah. I think they had the... Yeah, I think they had... Our boys' varsity coach was... Um, our boys' varsity coaches were... Soccer coach was... Um, those are the only coaches I paid in it. Who was that our football the coach basketball was. coaches, so, uh, when I was in high school, the JV coach was a security guard at the school, <laughs> and the varsity coach was a CPA. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Um, all right. So, yeah. Don't get that white man your money. Fuck Van Jones, as always. Um, and Mark Monheel. Do give your money to the Georgia races, if you are able to. Don't engage in arguments with people who have roses in their Twitter handle on on Twitter. They do not they do not mean you well. And they're not, they don't they don't know as much about the government as they think they do. For some reason they think that supporting Bernie has made them enlightened, uh, or just calling themselves a progressive has made them enlightened in terms of how the government works and they do not understand. And y'all, um, y'all, y'all keep rooting for a dude that keeps losing. Like how many times he didn't even make it, fam? He didn't even make it past the primary, my nigga. Like I don't, fam. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Y'all keep saying y'all homeboy can hoop, but he ain't never made varsity. He ain't made TV. <laughs> like I do, That's my <laughs> thing. Like and, and then got the nerve to argue that he would have won the actual general election, and I'm like, he did not win. He would have been He would have been a McDonald's All American. He didn't even make varsity. He didn't make all area. Yeah. He didn't make all state. He didn't make all conference. Right. He didn't even make varsity. 
That's who Bernie Sanders is. It's really, I don't, I really don't, I really don't understand. Sam, you've just been around for 40 years. You never made varsity. Yes, curl never quite. Yeah, and they still got the nerve to say he would have won when I'm like, Bernie got 14% of the South Carolina vote when he went up against Hillary Clinton. Like, do you, how, how do you think he was going to win that when James Clyburn delivered South Carolina? Like, what? And then, they, and then they say shit like, well, he only won because he got the the moderate black vote. And I'm like, which are votes? He only won because he got people to vote for him, is what y'all are saying. Like, he, it doesn't even make sense. Anyway, all right, y'all. They sound like Republicans. They sound just like, they sound like Trump supporters. Biden only won because he got more electoral votes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Biden only won because more, said. Biden only won because more people voted for him. That's, yeah, that's exactly what y'all sound like. So, on that note. Uh, we recognize that you can be listening to and or watching anything right now. You are here with us. We do appreciate it. Um, we wish you a happy ho- I was about to say happy Halloween, niggas. <laughs> a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just hang up. Just hang up. Just push the button. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. A happy Thanksgiving. Play the music. Play the music. Play the music. It's over. Play the music. Bye. 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 Bye.